Welcome to the Devil Fruit Podcast. It's the filler arc yet again, baby. It's just a good old... (laughs) I hate this has become like an on-running joke. It's good old J&J again. (laughs) Back at it. (laughs) That's like the third episode that that someone has said that. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Good old, yeah. good old Jacob and Joe, little Jake and Joe, little bit of, you know. Dude, if it keeps up, I, I'll make our own theme song. We'll have the Devil Fruit like <laughs> sub show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the sub show of J and J. The J and J, the J and J after hours special. Oh yeah. man, uh, J and J after dark. After dark. You don't want to. You don't want to hear us after dark. I tell you what. Uh, uh, so uh, I got a top five list. <laughs> I've got a top five list for you. Oh it, yeah, it, it, I sure diddly darn do. Ooh. Um. So yeah, I was uh, I was uh uh hanging out, gaming a little bit with Ethan recently, and uh, sick. Uh, we were you know just you know doing whatever, talking whatever, and then we were about to head out, and he started to. We were talking about like stuff we were reading and stuff because he reads quite a lot of manga and I sure don't, even though I would probably like to with some things. Um, mm. So I happened to bring up that I, you know, the main the main place that I'm still reading most things is still uh, Webtoon. Um, mm. And uh, he was and then he had brought up because he had I had finally gotten him. I got him to download Webtoon, and he's been reading Lore Olympus. Ooh. Um, and he's been very much enjoying Lore Olympus. And I was like, see, why do I keep bringing this stuff up and telling y'all about this? It's like, have I ever turned you in a wrong direction before? I've always got hot recommends, and I'm just a little salty is all. Like, I, I feel like I'm always bringing y'all the heat. And and it takes me a lot of time to pressure you guys into getting there, and then eventually you get there. Then eventually you get there, and then you're like, "Wow, this is so great!" And I'm like, "Crazy, (laughs) crazy how that works, how that how how that happens." Crazy, your trusted friend has good recommendations, like consistently, like every time. Uh, It's true. I'm gonna stop yelling. Uh, It's true. So, point being, um. We were talking about that, and I was like, and I was like, hey man, I like get it. Like I told you, once you start, once you catch up on Lore Olympus, man, just you know, contact me. I got recommends. I got the way that you know you can expand out into the webtoon universe. And he mm-hmm. was like, Hey, you should probably make an episode about that. And I was like, damn. All right. Fair damn. enough. Fair enough. Hitting, hitting with the 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 that 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 grind set, that the grind set. set, man, the grind set, dude. Um, <laughs> so so today, I have a top five, and it is in order. Top five webtoon web comics that I would like to see turned into anime. Specifically, I didn't want to make okay. it so boring. So not because, simply just your recommendations. This is ones that you like. This should be an anime. I, 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 I the way I'd put it is it's technically both. I just felt like okay. it would be a little bit more interesting of a conversation to open that up more into like. But I would like to see this like animated because it would be fucking sick. But ultimately, gotcha. these are also five that I would highly recommend. And there are some of them that I have already spoken about on Devil Fruit Diaries and stuff before. Um, but now but, there is a concise list, so people don't have yes. to sift through the maze yes. that is our catalog. And I can talk about them in a little bit more detail as well, instead of trying to speed through them. So, yeah. here we go. We're, we're getting into it, baby. Um, and of course, I also think it's a poignant thing to talk about, because Crunchyroll, mm-hmm. as we know, I believe it's been a couple of years ago now, maybe even three years ago now, Crunchyroll did make three very popular webtoon series into anime. So it's a this thing. Is true. It is a thing. It can happen. Um, it, you know, like they're all interconnected right now. 
And like, like I, I would sure love to see more because I think they went for three very popular safe options to start. And I totally get that. And I think that it worked out to varying degrees. Um, as we've all talked about on the podcast plenty of times where I think God of high school was very pretty, but a bit rushed. I thought tower of God was actually very, very good. Um, and I'm still waiting on any kind of talk about season two. I haven't heard anything about if they're making a second season. Um, and, uh, I haven't seen no bless, but I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. I read a little bit of it. It's all right. So who knows? But I think that there are bigger and better stories out there that they could be getting up in this. Okay. So let's do it. Take me. All right. Number five is a little webtoon called Bastard. Okay. Okay. So Bastard was uh, published in 2014, and it was written by Carnby Kim and illustrated by uh, Yongchan Huang. Okay. Okay. Bastard is a very, very good webtoon. It's a, it is a shorter one. It is, so it's not like, you know, it's not like God of High School or Tower of God where you're talking about like hundreds and hundreds of chapters. Um, Bastard, I believe, I don't even know if it was a hundred chapters, to be honest. It was, uh, or maybe it was like slightly over. So it's a bit of a quicker read, a very concise story. Um, Basically what it's about it follows uh, this kid named Jin Sion, and uh, he's like this very like frail kid. He's got like health issues, um, you know, very sullen. And basically, what you learn is that his father Dong Su, who is like a, uh, he, I, I, if if I remember correctly, I believe he's like a, in the government, or no, he's a, okay, he's a CEO of a big corporation, and he's like this very like, you know like poster boy, CEO, like everybody loves him, super nice guy kind of thing. Okay. Um, but in secret, uh, Dong Su is a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So he, and he, so he like uses his influence and power and money to like hide the fact that he's Brush a serial killer. Gotcha. Yeah. And he's like an absolute psychopath. So he puts on these masks of being incredibly nice but in reality, yeah. he's like an absolute monster underneath. Um, cool. And Jin knows about this because he's basically known since he was a super young kid. Because now he's like, I, I believe in this one, I think he might be either like eighth grade or ninth grade in, in, the, in the story. But as a super young kid, his dad was literally like involving him in the killings and, uh, without him like understanding what was going on uh, because he was a kid, right? Wow. Um, okay. So Jin has this very deep understanding of like who his father is and has grown disgusted with like those things that have occurred um, uh, as he's like began to like, you know, grow older and have his own personality and mind and things like that. And uh, so the whole story basically follows this. It's this hyper intense thriller where Jin is trying to find a way to bring his dad to justice. And his dad has such a chokehold over him um, that he's basically like controlling everything in his life. And he's always like watching him. And it's like him basically finding all of these ways through like people that he meets to inevitably get to a point where he can try to bring his his dad to justice. And the big part of it is that a little bit deeper into the series, he meets a girl at his school and his dad notices this. And his dad takes a liking to the girl. So he wants to like, so it's like this race against time where his dad is after this girl and Jin is trying to, you know, either kill him or bring him to the authorities or do something to out him before uh, his father kills this girl that he knows. And that's Oh, so bastard. taking a liking. So taking a liking, it's like, yes. he's like, oh, you'll be fun to kill. Yeah, like this is one of like 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 the girl is his type. 
Okay, like, you know right, right, I mean? right, right. No, I know what you yeah. mean now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's basically Bastard in a, in a nutshell. It is very thrilling. It's very dark. There's a there's a multiple twists that occur that I thought were quite surprising. Um, okay, and, and I would definitely recommend a re uh, definitely definitely recommend reading it if you're into that kind of like darker stuff, uh, darker true crime thriller kind of stuff. And I think this would be a very intriguing, unique choice for a anime. You know, I mean, we've watched sure. we've watched serial killer animes before. We watched Erased. Um, you know, it's definitely a thing. And I think that the art style of Bastard is very cool, um, which I think, uh, it, it, again, could be, uh, 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 you know, like uh, uh, brought brought into full form with an anime is my point. Um, is there anything you could compare the art style to? I was actually going to show it to you. Um, I was just going to bring it up and then I can explain a version of it as well. Hmm. It's okay. very like dark, kind of minimal line work, heavy it's on like, the shadows, um, that kind of thing. Okay, yeah, it's very much. I mean, like I, I know it's webtoons, but it's it's a style that I would I would say is most common in like graphic novels, like um, almost almost like American graphic novels more than like a manga. I, I think it's, I think, and this is a thing that I think, it, again, it varies because uh, obviously uh, if we're talking about this stuff today, the massive majority of webtoons are South Korean. They're not all South Korean, but a lot of them are. Um, and yeah. this is, and this, this is South Korean. And I, I think it's like in the middle is the way I would describe it. Because yeah, I think, yeah. I think that the eyes and some of the facial structure is still pretty uh, manga anime-esque. Um, in but some ways, does it, is it always in that muted colored? Uh, the entire thing is muted like this. Absolutely. So it's it like sepia, not a bright one. black it and not, white. It is not a bright webtoon at all. And it just adds to the thrilling part of it. Like this kind of thing. Um, very dark, you know, yeah. they get creepy faces, um, yeah. like very creepy faces. Um, yeah. so yeah, it is very dark. Uh, this is also from the same, um, author of um, Pigpen and Sweet Home and Shotgun Boy. Uh, out of those three, which are all very popular, okay. Sweet Home, if you actually, if you have been on uh, like Netflix in the last couple of years, um, Sweet Home got a live action adaptation on Netflix. Oh, um, cool. So... Because, so Manhua really is like it's getting out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And and there is technically a difference between I learned this more recently, but there is technically a difference between Manhua and Webtoon because there is a little bit of a difference in formatting. Um, it is still mm, okay. kind of like Webtoon's like technically a Manhua, but 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 because Webtoon, Webtoon is is scrolling up to down, and Manhua is more of like a book, right? So okay. it's more right to left. And that does affect the paneling and that affects right. the way that the creation... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, because the, the pacing of the visuals and the flow, right? Because if you're scrolling down, you can change the way that you're, the person is, you know, taking in the art and the... Right. And the you know what I mean? So right. just just wanted to point out the distinction. It still is technically manhwa, but there is like a, 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 a technically a variation to that. Yeah. Um, this is Shotgun Boy right here. Like a square um, and a rectangle. So you can see like this, these, this artist and author... They, they this is very specifically like their style is always he has very his style dark yeah. muted um sweet home and shotgun boy are technically in the same universe um you know oh, so okay. like there's just a lot of like very similar stuff but yeah i thought bastard was actually a very incredible one i like that it's short and concise and it's just like just really well done and i think it would make for a very interesting thrilling anime i wish that there were more horror anime and or i should say like more horror anime and i feel like like better horror anime not to be <laughs> critical about the horror genre but i do feel like uh there's not a lot of good ones <laughs> like okay yeah yeah, yeah. like there yeah. Like, there is stuff there but it's not nearly as much as like other genres in anime so that's all i'm mm. saying is that it would be cool to see more stuff like that yeah um and it's a very good one and i think that they you know deserve it and obviously they've already got some clout because they got a netflix series so i think it's possible maybe Mm -hmm. um okay on to number four 
This one I read very recently, very, very recently, and I loved oh, yeah? it. I loved it to death. Um, this is called uh, The Girl Downstairs. This All is right. a romance webtoon, um, and, okay. it's, and it was uh, written by Songa Min. Okay. Um, this one is another uh, like shorter one. It's uh, it's like about 115 chapters, um, so on the shorter side again. This one's a bit newer. It was uh, originally published in uh, uh, July of 2019, um, so a little bit newer. This one I was very, very surprised by um, because I am currently reading some romance webtoon that I've been reading for a long time that are just, you know, like very long, and... Um, like I, the ones that are very popular that I've been reading are good. Like I like them, uh, but I don't find them to be like life changing or like incredibly moving, you know? Sure. Like I think that they're good. I like that they're, you know, just like a lighter read and, and that kind of thing, but I've never found them to be like, damn, I'm walking away from this with like an impact on me. Yeah. This one did that. So Oh, the girl, sweet. The girl downstairs, it's got a pretty basic premise. It's basically uh, the main character, his name's June, or Joan, uh, moves into, uh, he moves into this new apartment. It's like one of those like apartments that's like near college, near like the university. So he's moving in. So it's kind of like a dorm, dorm setup kind of thing. Gotcha, sort of, gotcha, You know, gotcha. like that kind of thing, like dorm apartments, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of in between. Um mm-hmm. So he's moving in there uh, uh, for his first day of college. And he runs into this girl who's smoking outside the front of the building. And and he learns that this girl lives downstairs. And he doesn't... Rem- and he's, he, he, he's, like, looking at her. And he's like, I don't know why I know this girl. Like, I've seen this girl somewhere before. And I can't <sighs> figure out how. And eventually he realizes that the reason why he knows this girl's face is because one of his really close friends in high school was a crazy K-pop fanboy. And he was really into this one group. And there was this one girl that was in that in that group. And her name was Duna. And, and Duna is this girl that is standing outside uh, the apartment building who lives downstairs. Cool. And he's like, and he's like, oh. That's crazy, you know. Whatever, uh, yeah. like he, he, like he wasn't into K-pop and stuff, and he didn't really care about any of that kind of stuff. But he was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Um, and and it was interesting because he, the reason why he knows any anything about her is because of his friend, and his friend uh, uh, got really upset because she ended up uh, kind of like disappearing. Like she quit her group and kind of just like disappeared after like some controversy and stuff happened, and like no one's really heard from her. And now suddenly he's like, "Oh." Here she is kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So this story, you know, you hear that premise, right? And it's like, it kind of sounds like your typical, like, like fanfic-y romance kind of thing, you know, where it's yeah. like, oh, it's a celebrity and they're, oh, you know, they're whatever. Right downstairs. Right, right. And it's like one of those things where, you again, you're thinking like, ah, oh, this is going to be so cliche or it's going to be, you know, whatever. Sure. This ends up becoming, I think, one of the like genuinely joe and i'm i'm like blown away by it one of the best romance narratives i've ever read or seen or anything like it is so nuanced in its level of understanding about how people interact and how people like communicate and miscommunicate and like how that creates problems or solutions and that kind of thing in the context of like dating or, or just being interested in people or whatever. Yeah. And I was so blown away because usually when you read stuff or watch stuff, it's always like tropey and it's like, Oh, the person didn't say this thing. And because they didn't say it, this other person took this thing the wrong way. And now they're in a problem, (laughs) you know? Mm. And it's like, it gets kind of annoying, like sometimes where it's like, come on, man. Like, 
Obviously, it's not that stuff like that doesn't happen, but it's not mm-hmm. as commonplace as I think a lot of like, you know, like anime rom coms show. Well, yeah, or like, you know what I mean? It's, it's it's the issue with when art inspires art. Like, like yeah. it just ends up creating the same thing almost sometimes. Right. And, and I think that that's like one of the reasons why I, I, I get very bored with a lot of romance stuff or romantic comedy stuff because I'm so upset about shit like that because it's like, for me, I've always been a very direct communicator and I'm not uh-huh. saying that I haven't like, you know, said dumb stuff or maybe said things in, in like dumb ways or like not said things. Like everybody's done stuff like that. But I'm saying, generally speaking, I just don't make those types of mistakes because... I recognize like what happens in those scenarios, you know, and like, I would much rather like be very direct and, but, and I think that I I don't see a lot of narratives talk about what happens when you are more direct about things and, and you communicate better as far as like the problems that can still occur, um, even with that kind of stuff there. And that's what I was very surprised by with this, with this, uh, uh, webtoon was that like, the main character, as well as Duna, as well as there's a couple of other girls that end up, you know, kind of in the mix as the narrative goes on. Okay. Um, it's all like they're all very in- emotionally intelligent. Like okay. they actually speak how they're feeling and they try, you know, and again, there's some things that they, you know, m- you know, get insecure or embarrassed about and have those moments and stuff. But generally speaking, like they're a lot better about like talking out stuff or talking out issues and like that kind of thing but it still shows like the problems that can occur when there's just like different types of friction because of you know different problems that people are are dealing with and like and it's like even for a show that like i said how there's like this one guy and there's like these three different girls and you're thinking oh it's like a harami thing and it just wasn't like it had those little you know those tiny little points but it was sure. way it was way more realistic because yeah. like he's he's like having this very strange kind of casual relationship with Duna where they're not like doing a good job of like setting like if they're dating or not but like she's showing interest in him and he's like not sure how to yeah. feel and like that whole thing's going on and then mm-hmm. he has this like girl that he's known for a very long time that he's very directly interested in and she keeps kind of blowing him off but then you learn later that she actually is interested in him, but she has like hyper strict parents. So she's like scared to like open up that opportunity for herself. Um, And then there's like another girl that's like just very insecure about herself. And she has a hard time like saying how she feels. So she keeps kind of getting like sidelined because he's like oblivious to the fact that she's interested in him. And I think that that was, that's what I'm so blown away by is that it's like, all of those things are very real. Oh yeah, things. And that's what made this hit so hard for me was like, wow, these are just such realistic encounters and the way that this story progresses beyond that, the ending of this webtoon, I don't want to say because I would really rather like people go read it for themselves. Sure. Um inclu- including you because of course I'm all all of this is also towards you as well, if you ever I, find the I, time. I, I am aware. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I will listen so to this wanna, many yeah. times. Right, so right, I, right, 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 right. So, so I will I, be brainwashed know. by the time it right. is posted. Right. So, point being, like, I don't want to spoil. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the ending because I think that the ending is again incredibly nuanced and adult and like realistic and doesn't end in the way that you would think. Right. Like, okay. um, cause I, you know, a lot of these, it's, you know, they end up with the girl or whatever. Right. Yeah. And this is just not how this goes. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's all I'm going to say about it is like, it's just super good. Um, I, th- the art style from this one, you can see at least the one image right there that gives you kind of an idea. It's very, very like glitzy and bright and, you know, like pretty kind of styling. Um, you are seeing that, correct, Joe? I see, yes. Yeah. So, uh, and I, and again, I just think that it could make for a very interesting show as well. Like, I Listen, think that I I love yeah. a good rom com. 
or not even just rom-com. I love a good romance. Right. And this one is like one of those where it is it's it's a romance, but it like, you know, it puts in realistic comedy elements, right? Like sure. Just like your regular life. So would you, you know? so would you say it's more of a drama or is it like a I neutral would, just romance? I would, I would consider it a I would consider it a romance drama more than anything else. Oh, I think okay. it has I think it's just again it, it's a very just a kind of slice of life, I guess you could call it. Like it's very much like this is kind of what life is like. Right. Um, okay. It is it is a narrative that is fictional that is portraying a lot of very realistic scenarios and things that people go through and that kind of thing. Um yeah. even with the obvious like more fantastical element of having like this ex K pop star and stuff. But point being like sure. the situations that that they're in are very human. Oh um, yeah. And oh, that's yeah. what's so cool about it. So I I cannot recommend this thing enough. I literally read this i binged this in like two days and then after i finished it late night one night i got in my car drove out to a parking lot and sobbed for like two hours it's like, oh damn like it really hit me man i was blown away by how oh, crazy. impactful it was it was so okay. good it yeah, was that's... so good that's um, i mean people don't know that's a big sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 like that's that's uh yeah that's yeah because that's like it just really impacted me and made me think a lot about like how love is in my life and sure. that kind of thing. And that okay. was that. So that's all I'm saying about it is that I just think it's incredible. I think it would make an incredible anime probably would make a great live action thing too. I mean, to be honest, I, you know, it doesn't really matter. I think that the animation of it could be very pretty though. Like if this was on some like Violet Evergarden shit, mm. this would be like awesome. <laughs> like it'd be so good. I mean, you know? K K dramas are pretty popular, right? Uh, you Think know, there could uh, be a K drama of it. Maybe I, I I have not read anything that said that it's been like uh, adapted in any way, but maybe you know who knows. Um, if if not, again, I am sending it out into the universe. Somebody pick it up, man, <laughs> please. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number three. You know it. You love it, baby. I have talked about it. Every single time that I have brought up webtoons, <laughs> this mm -hmm. is my favorite sports webtoon. Well, my second favorite sports <laughs> webtoon, <laughs> Windbreaker, baby. Let's go. So, Windbreaker, Windbreaker is a sports webtoon written written and drawn by uh joe uh young Seok, and it was uh made in 2014 okay the premise of this one is it this is all about bicycle street racing okay uh -huh. so, so specifically like it's like obviously like speed but it's also about like tricking and and like you know just utilizing any possible like skills on a bicycle that's ever been created to just race the fastest down like street courses and stuff mm -hmm. um, is essentially like what, the, what's going on there. Um, there are a bunch of incredible characters. The main character is J Joe. Um, J Joe is this very like quiet um, kind of sullen guy, like really hard to read. Um, he's in high school. Uh, he, he has this, um, he had this uncle who, um, who, who was a famous bicycle racer. He was like number one for a very long time. Uh, but then he sadly got into some controversy about doping and then he died in a race. Um, but, but he was, but his uncle was like his main, like, source of you know like inspiration and happiness in his life because his parents are very very strict um mm -hmm. and uh uh so like his uncle was like his you know his breath of fresh air and and is the reason why he rides uh, okay. in very similar to initial d fashion um okay very early on in webtoon it, or in this webtoon in windbreaker um there is a team of guys that are racing against another team of guys on this little downhill course. And one of the guys that goes to Jay's high school, uh, his name is, um, 
His his name is Minu Yoon or Yoon. Um, he happens to notice that he seems to be pretty good on a bike, and he's like, "Dude, come out, join my team. I want you to race with us." And he's like, "Yeah, all right, no thanks," you know, kind of thing. But mm. through through random events, you know, he ends up out there and he ends up racing, and he's like, "Good," <laughs> you know, like yeah. he's like again, just like Takami Fujiwara, he's just like completely like almost emotionless and he seems like not much of anything, but he's like damn good <laughs> at racing. Um, and so this kind of evolves into uh, Minu ends up like he ends up like quitting his whole team and stuff because they were like running into problems and butting heads. And then he decides to make a new team and he goes to Jay and he's like, I want you to be in this team. And eventually they make their team, which uh, they're called the um, they're called the hummingbird crew. Um, and the hummingbird crew is made up of Jay Minu. There's this character named Dom, who's this like loud, uh, like brash character. His father's like in the, his father's like in the mafia and stuff. Great. Um, he's just, yeah, like very brash and ridiculous. Um, uh, there's this character named Vinny, who's this like dark, edgy character. Of course, Joe, you're seeing all the (laughs) the pictures of them. Yeah dark edgy character he was like bullied a lot because his hair and he has one red eye which is again it's very funny but they're actually like his genetic colors oh okay which is like you know obviously very fake but (laughs) sure but but you know so he got bullied a lot as a kid for stuff like that so he's like a very like intense kind of aggressive guy but he's got like a heart of gold because he's trying to he joined the crew um, and, and like decided to go into this big tournament that they're going into. That's like the tournament's like the main crux of like this entire series. Um, he's joining the tournament because he wants the prize money to go, uh, to, to help save his mom because his mom, uh, got into like a bad, it, it, she, she got, um, burned like really, really bad, uh, when, when they were younger and now she okay. has like health issues and she's like literally like dying. Like she's she still works really hard and does all this stuff, but she's like running into severe heart problems and she needs a, a surgery that they can't afford. So, so he is like, an he's like a edgy badass. He's Joey a, he's, Wheeler. Yeah. He's like a badass with a heart of gold, dude. You know? Okay. You know, I love Vinny. Vinny's like, like Vinny is, uh, Vinny is the author's favorite character by far. He's like stated that. And he's also uh-huh. probably, he's probably mine as well. Um, okay. And then there's uh June who's just like the, He's like the fucking straight man who's just like the cool, like like the regular dude, you know. Sure. So he's just sure. like he's just like kind of like good at like kind of like good at everything, but not great at anything. He's like a good yeah. support guy, you know, like that kind of guy, you know, just to kind of just add a little bit of like a straight man because everybody else is like so out there. And good then, old trusty. Uh, yeah, and then there's Shelly, who is uh, she's like a foreign exchange student from the UK. Uh, she was a part of. She was a part of a, a crew out in the UK that's like a very famous biking crew, and uh, she ended up like moving out here and uh, ends up uh, having getting a crush on Jay, and then like joins their team. And she's also a very very good uh, bike rider as well. Um, oh sheesh! And that's their team. And then basically the entire series is just them hitting through this tournament. Going up against like you know big you know big scary villains on the other teams you know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. like like uh like monster this guy um uh Jack Bong Kim uh this guy his his nickname is Monster because he's like uh he used to be like a football player and then he decided he was yeah he was a quarterback for a USA high school team and then he decided to join uh this like racing league to go into the league of street tournament uh beca- because he just thought like he's like the best like power racer ever um where is this you, you set know. what's up where's where's the setting of uh, this it's, it's in south korea it's in um oh yeah yeah okay so he just traveled yeah he decided to move there just to do the league of street because he's like he's like so he oh. moved to south korea just to do the biking yes he is obsessed with biking okay like like he is like he is a power biker like he okay. he's faster than everyone he uses like heavier gears than anyone around him and everybody's like yo how does he even move that thing <laughs> because yeah. he's just like a giant man like a giant muscular man Gosh, um yeah. and then yeah and then the narrative evolves into like you know you know it kind of expands out of that where there's like 
oh, there's like a weird thing going on with the tournament where it seems like the tournament director is kind of shady and he seems like he's doing something with these guys where they're like testing out this like experimental uh, uh, doping serum and stuff. And, mm. you know, there's like all of that going on. So it kind of just envelops the whole story a little bit more sure. and whatever. Um, very, very good. The art style of Windbreaker is incredible. Um, like I cannot um, talk about it enough. Yeah. Like the detail in it is so incredible. The lighting, the color work, um, the art style did shift. You can see like in this one, in the earlier, it was like that. The But the, how, how the art style is now is like so good. Um, I, yeah, I love, I love it so much. I literally got inspired by J. Joe. Uh, J, J's, J got a haircut because oh, of Oh, that's a, the main character. Yes. I was yes. asking, I was, I was about, I was going to ask. I was yeah. like, where's the dude with the hair? This guy right here. That's Jay. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I didn't realize from the first fo picture. Yeah. Well, cause he went through, cause he had like longer hair before. Um, oh, okay. And then he, because of a and bet. then he got indoctrinated into the league. Well, no, he lost a bet, and and in the bet he was he was supposed to shave his head, and he started to shave his head, and then Shelly like knocked the clippers out of his out of his hand, and then they like <laughs> took him to a barber, and they were like, "Please save this," and then he ended up with this haircut. <laughs> um, so which is so awesome. the girl who liked him was like, "Fuck, you're she was not like, cutting your yeah, hair." Literally, she was like, "Oh God, <laughs> do not shave your head, Jesus Christ." Oh my yeah. gosh. Um so yeah, so that's that's the, the, my haircut is the J Joe like you'd call it like kind of like a modern mullet variation No, kind it's of, all over the place yeah. now. And, and that's I, the thing. And that's the I thing. I feel and like it, it's it pisses from me this. Off. And it pisses me off because I want you to know I said this shit first. I really did. I No, been, you, you did. You know Absolutely. I've been talking about this I, I way know. before people started to do this shit and now everybody's walking around with that like that like a uh, uh, mullet variation style with the shaved sides, with the shaved sides and like the kind of long hair, not like super long. It's like instead of it being yeah. like super short in the front and long in the back, it's more like the same length throughout. Yeah, um, but it has kind of that. But it appears like flavor. a mullet because the sides are so short. Right, because like the it, sides like are so short, and flavor. you can still see the backing kind of coming across to yeah. the sides because it's Just so long. And and. I like I've been ranting and talking about wanting the J Cho gut for so long and I was growing my hair out and I finally got there. And by the time that I finally got there, everybody was doing this shit. And I was like, man, this sucks. Like I was on this shit. I was like thinking about making a post where I was going to like pose just like one of the panels and like put me next to Jay and be like, see this shit. And now <laughs> and now no one will believe me. So do you do you think it's because of windbreakers? So I have Because that's seen... just what it seems like to my universe because right, you have right, talked about this right. with me for so long. <laughs> and then I it have, appears. I have seen like if you look up like the J. Joe haircut, you can find a lot of other people now that have posted pictures that are directly inspired from it. Sure. I think though that it was just kind of a coincidental thing. Really? Where yeah, truthfully, because I think I don't think it was directly from Windbreaker because Windbreaker is very popular, but I don't think it's in that pop culture sphere enough where it blew up like this. Because yeah, if it that's was, what blew my mind. Yeah, because I was it, like, dang. Yeah, if, if that was a if it was if that was going on like that, Windbreaker would be dude. Windbreaker would probably have like an anime, a live action, and a movie by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like it yeah. would have been so much more popular by now. Um. Uh. So no, I think it was kind of happenstance, and there is like. The mullet cuts that you're seeing do look slightly different from the J. Joe mullet. Um, there's like, you know, it's, it's very minimal, but I, yeah, it was kind of just coincidental. Um, but point being, you know, I, I did it first and no one will believe me, but it's fine. I know it deep <laughs> in my heart and you know it and Mary Sue knows it and Ethan knows it. Ethan knows it, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, I talked about it all the time. Yeah, like years. Yes. <laughs> And it so, got to a point where, like, me and Mary So, me and Mary Sue, when we were sitting, we, we were sitting at one time because I was visiting. Yeah. We were just like, just do it already. <laughs> we, were like, we were like, you like, like, stop talking about it and Come just on, do it. Uh, I was in my depression era. It's fine. I'm out of that now. Everything's, <laughs> everything's, yeah, yeah. everything's coming up Millhouse now, right? Millhouse. Uh, Millhouse. So yeah. So point being. 
Uh, dude, if they could match the art style and make this into a real anime, I would lose my fucking mind. It's so good, but they need to pace it. It can't be like God of High School, man. This one is longer. Um, like I'm in like the 300s on chapters right now. Um, mm. And this needs to be paced correctly. Like is really it almost flesh like it a out. Shonen? Shonen? I think you could consider it one. Yeah. I mean, like a sports shonen kind of thing. It's very similar vibe. Yeah. Um, I, do th- I don't think it has, because it's Korean, I don't think that the Japanese tropes come through in the same way, obviously. Sure, um, yeah. Because there, cause there are Korean tropes. I've read, now that I've read quite a lot of webtoons, like I have picked up on Korean tropes that are very, like, unique to Korea. Look at um, you cultured, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, so... <laughs> I yeah I, I I you could kind of consider it like shonen-y, but I think it is it's different like like a Korean shonen whatever you would call that like the, that's the, of that similar vibe there are differences to it that aren't exactly like that I think that like God of High School is obviously inspired by Japanese shonen and that like really runs through that and right. this has less inspiration this is more inspired by like. <sighs> Uh, from the way that it seems, um, you know, I think that the story ha- is a little more grounded than like us than than some like sports anime, um, like close like like less Kuroko's, more Haikyuu, you know, like hi- where Haikyuu is like pretty grounded, um, more or less, you know what I mean? Um, okay, yeah. And this is and this is very much like that, uh, and I would say that like. Also, it's like very aesthetically inspired. Like this, that this author really likes um, streetwear a lot, and he oh clearly brings that through because all I mean, and like like the characters are wearing like branded streetwear um, that are like real brands, um, and and it shows up constantly throughout, and they have all these cool styles, um, which I like. Because uh, it's just, you know, I, I like this stuff still. Uh, you know, my my tastes have evolved a little bit, but I still like streetwear quite a bit. There's a lot of cool stuff. So I feel like that's where a lot of it comes from. He definitely likes making, like... He definitely likes making very attractive characters. Like, everybody's very hot. <laughs> um, but, well, they gotta be in the streetwear. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than Dom, as you can see right there. <laughs> He's fine. It's He's fine. got his charm. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he definitely does. He's, he's got his mustache. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's Windbreaker. I could go for, I could, I I could talk about it forever. It's incredible. It's so good. Um, and I just think an anime of this would like, I would like lose my mind if it was like actually perfect, you know? So that's that. Um, man, I'm being long winded on this one. I'm so sorry, Joe. Uh, number two, number two, (laughs) number two. Okay. So. We're like really getting into the good, good. I mean, we've this whole thing's been good, good, but like we're getting into the fucking good, good right now. All mm, right. Okay, so this is Omniscient Reader's Viewpoint. Um, it's also just called Omniscient Reader. Um, this is actually really interesting because I, after reading about this on this on the wiki page, I, I learned a little bit more about it. So, uh, this actually started as a, uh, an, an, e-novel series, a web novel series. So not a comic. It started as a novel series. Cool. Um, it was a uh, Korean author duo uh, Sing Shong is, is, are the authors that wrote this. Um, and then it got like translated later and stuff. And so, so the web novel came out uh, in 2018 and then the webtoon came out in 2020. So it's uh, the webtoon's like very fresh. Um, okay. This this is at least so far because it's not done. Uh, obviously, the novels are done, but the the comic is still coming out. Um, this is the best. This is the perfect isekai. That's the wow. way I would describe it. That's the okay. way I would describe it. It is the perfect isekai. Um, I have not had an issue with it yet like i am fully caught up i have not had a single problem with it it is incredible um the basics of it is um so 
the main character's name is Kim Dokja. And he is this like kind of like shy, insecure dude. He works in an office. You know, he's like not doesn't have a lot of friends. Not a lot of people talk to him. Um, and his main source of entertainment that he is like obsessed with. And it's been a thing that he has been obsessed with since like middle school is this this web novel that he found that literally no one else has read. Like nobody else has read it. Um, it's called Three Ways to Survive in a Ruined World, written okay. by an anonymous author, okay? Okay. And he found it in middle school and has obsessively read and reread it over and over and over again for like a decade <laughs> because he's just like, it's perfect. I love it so much kind of thing. And he loves that like nobody else knows about it. Um, uh, and so that that's like this, the initial setting. Well, here's the thing. So he's like, you kind of go through that monologue where you're learning a little bit of that stuff and whatever. And then he's sitting on the subway and he's about to pick up his phone and he's going to start, he's going to continue to read from where he was at. And he goes on there and he's like, what the hell? It's gone. Why is it gone? Oh, no. and, he, and he's like looking around and, and he like goes and, and basically like, like finds some research and stuff and finds a way to contact the author. And he contacts the author and he's like, hey, what happened? Like, can you upload it again? Like, I, you know, I know that you weren't getting like view, you know, views and stuff, but like, I love this, you know, all this stuff. And the author, like, I, if, from what I remember, because it's been a little while, but basically he sends him like a cryptic message. That's something like that, that is like, you know, I don't know, something like cryptic and creepy and then sends him all of the files of, of the book. Right. Suddenly, uh, shit starts popping off. <laughs> Um, on the subway, uh, mythical creatures start to appear and basically start setting up for this game. And it's this game that is held by all of the celestial gods of every possible, you know, folklore, religion, whatever. And like all the constellations and everything, right? They create this game where they lock off all of these mortal people into these certain sections of every city and they start making them do like games of death for entertainment and these little creatures uh these little creatures are the ones that like run the games and they're like live streamers who are streaming towards their gods and trying to get more gods to watch their stream so they're trying to be like the most entertaining stream (laughs) amazing yeah and and that's and and so like immediately they're thrown into a game of death where like i think it was like they're locked into the train and the only way to get out uh is to like kill a certain amount of like living beings um and and so like that's where it starts well mm. here's the thing dokja's like you know this is kind of weird cuz this is exactly like the book <laughs> I think you've told me about this maybe yeah. in the past. Yeah. Okay. He, yeah. Continue. So, so he basically realizes very quickly that, holy shit, this is three ways to survive in a ruined world, but it's just happening. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Cause you know, I know everything about this. I've read it like over and over and over again. So maybe I can like influence the story in a way where we can like get out of this, you know? Yeah. And that's where the story begins. And like, you know, and then immediately he's like, you know, playing out all these tactics and stuff. Now, what becomes interesting about this particular, um, uh, webtoon is that there's a lot of isekai where you have like an overpowered main character. And there is a little bit of that in, in Kim, right? Because obviously like it's kind of overpowered to like, know what's going to happen. Um, but what makes it not so overpowered and what makes it interesting is that the book is all from the point of view of the main character. And the main character is uh, 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 Jong Hyuk Yu. And he's like an overpowered, badass, like, like terrifying, you know, like, like protagonist character that like you'd expect. Well, okay. Kim is not Jong Hyuk Yu. So 
And so what he realizes as he was like thinking about what happened in the story in the train car, he's like, wait, where's Jun Hyuk? Turns out Jung Hyuk's in the fucking car next to his car. <laughs> so the shit that's happening in his car, he doesn't actually technically know what's going to happen. You know, all he knows is the narrative from Jun Hyuk's point of view. So he has to basically like use what he knows and then use his own like logic and common sense to find the answers to like surviving and like going through all of this, all of this game. So that's where the interest comes in is like, is like he knows stuff, but it might not always connect. And as he's now in the story, he is now changing the story as he goes. So now the story is not lining up in the same way either. So that's where like the super interesting, like, intrigue of like how he gets out of situations comes from also Jung Hyuk is like because he's like one of those like super edgy badass protagonists he's kind of like a super scary monster that Kim is trying to avoid because Jung Hyuk like doesn't have empathy and he just like kills people so okay so Kim's like so, so it's like a cool flip turn where it's like the protagonist of the book is like actually like the super scary antagonist where he's like, oh, fuck, I got to get away from that guy. Like he's in the other car over and he's going to burst through. Like what he knows from the book is that he bursts through into the car that he's in and kills everybody. Oh, my so, gosh. So he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. You know, so like that's where the intrigue comes from. And uh, yeah, all I can say is, is that it ramps up. It's got all these cool ideas and cool isekai ideas. Um, Kim's a crazy cool character. And then other characters come into play that really enhance the story. And uh, yet again, the animation is incredible. Or not the animation, I'm sorry. The the, the art is incredible. Art. And I think that an anime of this could be, again, I, I, I it is the perfect isekai narrative right now. I have not, I've always been blown away with like where the story has been progressing. I haven't felt like there's ever been a lull. There's nothing I have gripes about. It is so damn good. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, because you've told you talked to me about this before. I yes. was not picturing what the art style Well, see, and that's what's crazy. Like, what I looked like, what is what I'm looking at right now. Well, and that's what's crazy. That is a cover from a, one of the novels. So that's not even what the that's not oh. even what, what it looks like. That's not even what it looks like. Um so if I pull up actually what the what the webtoon looks like. Um, it is more like what you more like what you'd expect, a little more, you know, straight like anime y um in style. Uh, mm -hmm. as you can see. Um, it is a very cool art style though. Again, it it's still like got a lot of cool it's got a lot of good detail. Um, you know, lots of good line work and color work. It, you know, a little more basic compared to like other stuff. It's not as stylized, but it still comes across very good. Like it's it's very good. Yeah. Um yeah. Incredible stuff. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um need it to be an anime like yesterday. Noted. I'll yes. send a letter to the boss. Thank you. Um okay. Now, I have talked about this one in in a lot of detail before. This is my number <laughs> one. Yes. This is my number one. Uh, this this is why I stopped myself with the windbreaker thing, and I said, "Oh wait, second favorite sports webtoon." This is, yeah, this is the only one I could possibly think to imagine. This is number one. So this is a little webtoon called The Boxer. Came out in 2019. It's uh, written by uh, Zhong Jihoon, and I just. It it's it's a it it is a it is a boxing story that flips the typical boxing protagonist narrative on its head, and by the end of the series, finds a way to create a lot of very interesting dialogue about existentialism and life and what it means to live. And that kind of thing. Um, all wrapped up in this incredible, super tight, um, like literally nothing about, like, like there's no fat to trim. 
um, webtoon. And it is just so damn good. And it even had a little side story that came out after the main story ended that like accentuated some of the characters a little bit further and was also incredible that goes along with it. Um, I, I cannot, this is like, I cannot recommend it enough. It blows my mind thinking about it still to this day. They just take a character. They take a main character that you think is going to become this incredible, like grand, like underdog story. And instead he becomes the most terrifying villain ever. Mm. You know, of course, in a boxing format, so it's not as like scary as like yeah, it's not like it's not like bastard where it's like right, right. It's not a serial killer, yeah, like you're talking about before, yeah. But the way that they portray it is as if it's that serious, and that's what's so cool about the style of this one. Um, Sure, 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 sure. He's terrifying. He is soulless. Um, he has these moments where you think that characters are going to redeem his soul and then his coach who's like the main arbiter of his whole monstrous evolution like snuffs everything out just to make him into this absolute killing machine basically yeah. and it is just like it's just so terrifying to watch it it like makes your skin crawl um and like they make all of his all of his fights that you see, they make all of those characters who seem like people that are like antagonists and you shouldn't like them and stuff. And then they give them these full backstories about how, like how nuanced and incredible and emotional their lives have been leading up to them being a champion. Yeah. Just to watch them get absolutely obliterated. <laughs> it is like a crushing series. Um, and I, I don't know. I've never read anything like it or watched anything like it. It's, it's incredible. Again, the art style is, is I think just, just unique enough, you know? Um, yeah, no, it, the, like the, the characters it, it, are, it's almost pop art esque, right? Like the main character, as you can see here, like they do something with the eyes in this in this webtoon where like there's so much wrinkling around the eyelids. Mm-hmm. There's like something so I don't know the eyes themselves. Well, like the so way that they much draw of it them. is flat. Right. So much of the body is flat, but then there's a weird amount of detail around the eyes. Yes, absolutely. Like that hair right there yeah, on the that simplicity. Guy yes, normally would have a bunch lines. of lines everywhere. Yep. But yep. it's like, that's why I said pop art. Like, it's very like flat, yes. boom, bop, but then the eyes are like... But it puts details where it matters to make things uncomfortable. Sure. Like, again, there's... And there's the coach. That's the coach right there. Um, just, I, I don't know, man. It is something else. The And as you can see, um, like, this is the one of the action shots. They do a really good job with the speed lining to make mm. all of the punching just seem like grotesquely violent you know um this was a thing in this series that was a whole thing this was uh see what that is it's like a uh like a like a painting this is one of the one of what the the first boxer champion that he fights who's in the lightweight division is this guy is this guy named jean-pierre and jean-pierre's whole thing is that he thinks boxing is art and and he trains his boxing form to like an absolute massively obsessive degree because he wants to like box perfectly as an artist. Like that's his thing. Interesting. Cool. And so this like demonic, like just crushed black and then like weird red demonic face that he's painted in this painting. Mm. This is his representation of the main character after he fought him. Oh, that, cool. That, that he painted. Um, this is like how he felt. Yeah. That he was like kind of thing. So just a lot of like, it's just, I don't know how to describe it further than that. It's just dense, crushing, um, incredible narrative. And the fact that it comes around at the end is what blows my mind. Like I won't ex- describe exactly how it all plays out. Um, but the ending goes in a way that you really don't expect. 
Um, okay. And it and it just it finishes off so good, dude. Um, and again, I think that you know, I I I think that we both can agree that like obviously we like we like anime that has those more conventional art styles and stuff, but it's always nice to have an anime that like is different. You know, it's a little it's a little switch up, like right, like uh, Kill a Kill or like mm-hmm. uh, right, like or D- Studio or Trigger Slayer. is very specific. Or sure, yeah, yeah. or or I, I'm forgetting the studio that does Demon Slayer, but that's like literally all they do is Demon Slayer, and like it's, yeah, there's a specificness to it. Or like if you want to go way out there, like when you watch something like you know, like Mononoke is like really weird art style. Sure, you know, sure, and, and, and sure. it's just like or like Mushishi has a very specific art style, or you know, whatever. Um, yeah, there's definitely something to that, right? Um, mm. Where like it's it's nice to see the vari- the the variety. Not everything has to look like the same exact thing, um, yeah. and it, and I think it adds a lot, you know, because art style matters. Like you want things to look a certain way to enhance the story, and I think that the art style in this one is definitely, you know, it's definitely something that enhances the story a lot. Yeah, um, that's how you make something iconic, right? And and I I just think it it would I just think it'd be incredible, dude. I think this anime this could be. Because again, this narrative is a bit on the shorter side compared to other things. Oh, dude, that's a good one. Oh, is this not a meaty long one? No, it is not that long. It is, I, again, maybe it's like a hundred-ish tra- chapters or something like that. It's really oh, not okay. that bad. Um, it, it is. It is a very nice, straightforward read. That's what I mean. Like, there's no fat in this. It is trim. Like, it yeah. gets it gets done what it wants to get done, and there's nothing else that it needed. So, you know, point being, like this could make like a very good, like probably you could probably do it. You could probably do it in 13 episodes. Honestly, you probably could. Oh, you think? I think so. I think you could, because I think you could, you could hit through everything that you need to hit in about that time. Like 12, how 13. How many, how what's like the number of rivals that he goes up against? He goes up against, let's see one. So there's like, okay, there's like one, there's one guy that he fights that's not a champion when he's like just starting off. Sure. Um, there's uh the he fights Jean Pierre. He fights uh the he fights the middleweight champion, who's a very cool that guy is like a character that was like written for you. Um Yeah, okay. <laughs> like his whole thing is that he's not exceptionally skilled. He's just extremely, extremely dedicated to training. Sure. Um, and, sure, it, and, sure, sure, and, sure. and it has like a very happy-go-lucky demeanor as well. You'd love him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's also and then he, and then he fights like a welterweight, and then he fights the heavyweight. So yeah, like five ma- or no, there's six six main rivals that he goes up against, and that's just for just to just like him going up the chain of weight and yeah. becoming like he literally becomes the champion of every weight division. Sure. Um. So he does that, and then there's more stuff that happens after that. Like, after you get through that big portion, it then goes into, like, a lot of the more existential stuff, talks about his backstory more, and then brings in some other characters to kind of bring it on home, is the way I would describe how the rest of the narrative goes. So I think that you could probably, yeah, like 13 or 12, you know? Because you could do like one episode to introduce everything, and then you could just start hitting the rivals, and then hit the stuff on the back, and and then probably have a couple episodes still there to do that little side story that I talked about. Mm. And like, yeah, I bet you that that would be right about about that that amount, and it would be fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah, juicy, juicy, juicy. Um, I don't know, man. Like, oh, dude. Oh, there's actual printed manhwa of it. All right, I'm going to buy that. Um, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, anyways, there you go. That's my top five list. Uh, it was definitely uh, uh, very long. I'm I'm very sorry, Joe. Um, I just had a lot to say. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but all there right. you go. Uh, I just, I'll, I, listen, listen up, y'all, because this is it. Uh, Webtoon is free to download. We have no sponsor, by the way. <laughs> Webtoon we is free. We are not sponsored. Yeah. Complete Webtoon. I will give us dude. $1. <laughs> I will, like, dude, I just get us in there, dude. Get us on a partner program. Sponsor us. I will shill the 
hell out of Webtoon in every episode. I do not care. Um, just it's free to download. All this stuff is free to read. And the only time that you have to pay for stuff is if you want to fast pass through things. Because usually after like a series gets done, they will like put a lot of the episodes like locked behind a like a daily like a wall. wall, like a time wall where like you can read one like once a day. And 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 then if you but if you want to you know pay for coins to like fast pass through it, you can. And it's not like crazy, crazy expensive or anything, you know. Um, and, and that's, and that's, and, and the cool thing is that, you know, if you feel like, oh, well, I don't really want to do that or whatever, it's like, you can just wait. Or if you're like, well, I, I don't mind that, but I don't know how I feel like, where's the money going? The massive majority of that money goes straight to the artist. So, so the, or like the author slash artist, whatever, like the team or whatever. Sure. So you can feel good knowing that at least if you do like end up wanting to spend money, that it is going to like help out the person that you're really enjoying their story from, which is very cool. Um, and uh, yeah, the more popularity that these things get, the more that Webtoon can be like, hey, Crunchyroll, how about this one? Eh? 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 You know eh? what I mean? Please, please, just any of them. I'll take one. Just give me one of them in an anime, please. Please, for the love of God, just just do it. Don't make Hardcore Leveling Warrior into a fucking, into an anime. Do one of these instead, please. That's all. That's all. I'm off. I'm off my soapbox. So, if you want to keep up with the Devil Fruit Gang and all of our going abouts, head on over to Instagram. Give us a follow over at Devil Fruit Core. That is C-O-R-P. And head on over to the Devil Fruit Podcast website. That's www.devilfruitpodcast.com. And you can find links to everything there. Links to our social media. Links to other places to listen to the podcast. You can find our chart of all of our past rankings of animes that we've watched. You can find a link to send us an email directly to us. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you think of the show. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you have your own suggestion for a top five anime-related topic list that you want one of the hosts to conquer? Whatever the message, we'd love to hear from you. Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.